Hey guys, welcome back to Girlmates Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are excited to talk about two hot TV slash movies that hit streaming services this last week. Um, one of which is the To All the Boys I've Loved Before sequel, which is tight. I would say sequel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I it's just deal with it, okay? <laughs> Jordan gave me eyes, and so I felt like I had to address. I only that. gave you eyes when you commented on it. So <laughs> don't rewrite history, please. <laughs> I know I do it. It's just like a cute quirk, right? It's very cute and quirky. <laughs> it's fun. Um, so it's the sequel to To All the Boys Love Before, and it's titled To All the Boys. P.S. I love you. Weird title. Yeah, very long. Um, and also we watched High Fidelity, um, the new show on Hulu with Zoe Kravitz. And I'm very excited to talk about both of them. Me too. But first, let's talk about hot TV news that has come through in the last week. Just hot and fresh right out of the oven. Mm-hmm. Right for our, right for our listeners. Just bacon bread. <laughs> to snack on. <laughs> um, okay, something exciting that I have, that I'm sure you also have, is Killing Eve, April 26th. Mm-hmm. So soon. So soon. And also they released some photos and they look good. Yeah, it looks amazing. And I just keep trying to figure out who that other clown is. I was trying boy to think clown. about that too. It looks, here's what I thought, who I thought it looked like. Okay. Don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Him? Wow. <laughs> Um, David married to Allison. Franco. Yeah, Dave Franco. I thought the exact same thing. It looks thing. like Dave Franco. In this, it looks exactly like him. Um, I actually looked it up today, and sadly, it was someone I've never heard of before. Oh, dang it. It was like a, a name I could hardly pronounce. Like, it was, I was sad, because I was like, oh, I know who he is. Uh-huh. He looks exactly like Dave Franco. Weird. I think that's, must be who I was hoping it was, but well, seems like that would be really burying the lead to just, like, drop yeah, this mysterious true. photo. Um, but Villanelle is dressed up as a clown, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm like, oh, are clowns actually cool? hmm Yes, I am extremely excited about that. Uh, anytime there's Taika-related TV news, I have to talk about it. Of course. He, Taika Waititi, for those of you who aren't on a first-name basis with him, um, is teaming up with Jude Law to create a limited series for Showtime, which I'm like... Am I just going to have to get Showtime? There's so many shows that I want to watch, but, like... Yeah, my friends have basically threatened to kill me if I don't watch <laughs> Billions, so... Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that one. I was even thinking about, like, I really want to watch Black Monday. Oh, yeah. I um, about that one. There's just a lot. And the Kirsten Dunst. So I'm like, ugh, I'm going to have to invest in that yeah. soon. Um, There's not a lot of details about the Jude Law Taika show yet, but Taika is going to direct a lot of them. Jude is in talks to star. And Taika will co-write the show, too. So, And it, apparently it's, like, commentary on Hollywood, which sounds really entertaining. Oh, yep. I'm already in. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure everyone has heard or seen this by now, but Stranger Things released a trailer, if that's even what you could call it. Yeah, it's like, is that, it's like, is that it's a like teaser? It's like an after-credits scene. Even though there already was an after credit scene of the last season, you know? Okay, yes. And this is how it was portrayed to me. It's like, hey, 
Don't worry, Hopper's not dead, so please keep watching. We're not even announcing when the new season is coming out. We just want to keep your attention so that you all know that your beloved Hopper is still alive and well in Russia. Yeah, it, it it's like kind of thirsty to me. Yeah, it just like was random, no context. And most of the feedback I saw online that wasn't from like sponsored posts mm-hmm. were like people annoyed. They're like, why would you spoil like a huge plot point? Yeah, like, Before the season's even out? Like, it's so weird. That was one of my reasons for wanting to watch the next season was to see if he was still going to be alive. Totally. So it's almost like, okay, well, now do I need to? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I have mixed feelings about that, too, for sure. Okay, I saw this. I still don't know how to watch this, but I saw this trailer on Sky TV drop of a show starring Maisie Williams and Fleabag's sister, Sean Clifford. And they're playing mother and daughter. Wow. And it's kind of like a, it seems like a sarcastic kind of like uh, dystopian kind of like apocalypse survival show. Hmm. And it's called Two Weeks to Live. And I don't really know much about it, but I really want to watch it. Sky TV drop. Sky TV. Weird. I think it's like a British channel. But, like, we usually get British shows eventually, right? Yeah. But it looks really fun, and I would love to see those two, like, acting together. Yeah, it does sound fun. My last thing is that they're going to do a reboot. Or not a reboot. It sounds like a kind of sequel series about Mighty Ducks for Disney+. Plus. Oh. And Emilio Estevez is going to reprise his role as Coach Bombay. And Lauren Graham's in it. (gasps) Love her. Yeah. I feel like that could be entertaining. Yeah. But I don't know anything else about it. And I feel like we have to wait a long time for non-Mandalorian shows on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. But, yeah. That could be really cute. <laughs> I'm happy for um, Lauren Graham getting in on that Disney Plus action and Seriously. money. All right. Well, we'll probably start with High Fidelity because our top three deals with High Fidelity. Yes. While I was watching this show, I was excited about our options for a top three because in the show they do a lot of um, quick Desert Island top five scenarios. And I was like, oh, this will tie in perfectly to our top three. Yeah. So we decided on... Also, High Fidelity deals a lot with music. We'll go into like a full description after. But if you don't know that already, now you know. Um, so for our top three, we're doing our top three Desert Island TV soundtracks. Yes. So the three TV soundtracks that you would take to your Desert Island, and that's the only music you can listen to. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. You go first. Okay. The first one, which is actually funny since we just talked about it, I put Stranger Things as my Ooh. number three. Um, I love 80s music, and I feel like they do a good job on Stranger Things of, um... Not just kind of picking, like, really obvious ones. Mm-hmm. They pick good um, 80s songs that really add to the scenes and to, like, the... Just, like, a good ambiance for the show. Um, and, yeah, I always think their music's really good and nostalgic and fun. Perfect. Perfect answer. Thank you. Um, okay, one of mine, I chose the OC... Perfect. I recently listened to the 
hmm, what you say song. And like it still slaps. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I had it, I've had it stuck in my head for a long time since I listened to it. Um, also introduced me to Death Cab, basically. They, I feel like the OC was the, a game changer for so much pop culture. Yeah. Bringing awareness to indie music. Yeah. Like so many of these bands that are like basically mainstream. Yeah. Now. And like defining hipster boys. Mm-hmm. Seth Cohen, you know? Yeah. Like exactly. it's just, it's pretty crazy what the power that that show mm-hmm. has. For my number two, I'm going to say The Vampire Diaries. Ooh. Um, as a CW show, it had really good kind of like up-to-date soundtracks. Okay. And also like they played a lot of stuff that I loved already. Like they there's one really big part that has um Greg Laswell and they had like a Harper Blinn cover. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, wait, oh my gosh, like this is these are bands I love that not a lot of people appreciate. Yeah. And so I love that. Because it's like, I was thinking of these shows where there was like a musical moment that really stood out that I still remember now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that show actually had a lot of them. You know, I was going to save, save this one for last, but I'll say it now because it ties in pretty perfectly. Okay. Um, Grey's Anatomy is my is another one I would take because mm-hmm. they introduced me to Greg Glaswell. I guess I, they didn't introduce me. I think The Hills introduced me to Greg Glaswell with the Girls Just Want to Have Fun cover. Makes sense. But Grey's Anatomy uses a lot of Greg Glaswell. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I used to, uh, at one point in time, I was so obsessed with the music on Grey's Anatomy, I took it upon myself to, like, make an entire playlist with, like, from all the seasons of all the songs that have ever been in seasons. Oh my gosh. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> And this was before Spotify. This was like when Spotify was first a thing. So there weren't like other people's playlists that you could go follow like and just like mooch off of them. Mm-hmm. I created my own and um, I was pretty proud of it. And that is a work of art. Yeah. You still have it? Yeah. It's okay, still good. on my Spotify. Good, 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 good. I good. stopped updating it. And so I don't even know how far along I got, but. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's amazing. Well, Grey's was almost like continuing the work the OC did. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah, I think that that you're probably right. Um, I felt like I was just shazamming almost every song that totally. would be playing. Well, and it was like a big honor for a song to get selected to be on Grey's mm-hmm. because they would always like give almost play almost an entire song, mm-hmm. especially like at the end of an episode mm-hmm. because they've, I don't know. They well, just, a lot of moments like surrounded a whole, like a, was it, we're surrounded around a song. Totally. And like really dramatic things that then you're like, this song is like so full of feelings now mm-hmm. and I need it. Well, Snow Patrol, I mean, come on. Yeah. When I'm thinking of like, didn't they have one with like Gravity by Sarah Bareilles? Probably. Those kind of vibes, yeah. you know? Well, and the saddest part for me was that the last season that I watched, they started only using covers of songs, like weird covers that mm-hmm. I just hated. And honestly, that was one of the big reasons I stopped watching was wow. because the music wasn't good anymore. Sorry, Shonda. You hate to see it, but that's the tea. Okay. My number one, it's funny that you brought up The Hills. Because my number one is Laguna Beach. Oh, wow. Perfect. Yeah. I was like, it's it's funny because 
we were literally just having a conversation not that long ago about how you, I can still remember. And I mean, this show is from like 2005. Mm -hmm. I I can remember specific songs and different scenes and stuff. Um, Like the Since You've Been Gone moment with Mm -hmm. Elsie and Steven and Kristen drama. But it just is like such a time capsule of the songs from the 2000s. And just, like, the vibes of being, like, a teenager right around then. Mm-hmm. It was just really, really important to me. So that one, it's like, I, it had to be the number one spot for me. Good answer. Thank you. Um, My, my last one is Girls from HBO. So good. Um, I feel like these are all, like, these three shows that you've picked are all... They like the way they use music reminds me of each other. Yeah, it's true. It's true. They do in a, the best way possible. Um, and I feel like they kind of are like different eras of my life and like music. Totally, they're like decades each. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So topping wow. it off with girls. There's That's a really brilliant. great. Um, there's like really great Robin music moments. That is literally, like. That was where Honey was played the very first mm-hmm. time. And I remember when it was first played and I was just like, I am dying for this song. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't come out for like probably like two years or something like that. Maybe I think a year. It, well, I guess I can't remember when, what year the, the final season actually aired. I think they released aired. like an unfinished version maybe when, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Yeah, I just remember like the articles and it was like, Robin has a... An unreleased song in this episode. And yeah. I wasn't even watching the show at that time. But, yeah, that's a great answer. It's just, like, shows that really did a good job of using uh, music mm-hmm. as, like, part of the show, basically. Yeah. Without being a musical show. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Agree. I think we'd have fun on our desert islands. Yeah, it sounds like a party. <laughs> What's keeping me here? <laughs> All right. High Fidelity. Hulu, Zoe Kravitz, mm-hmm. give your brief rundown. Well, something important is that it's a, like, gender swap of the John Cusack movie. Um, It's not set in the... I can't remember. That movie came out, like, late 90s, early 2000s, I think. And it's set in current, present day. Mm-hmm. And basically, Zoe Kravitz is... She's the owner of a record store in New York. And she works there with her two friends... And like we kind of said, they're obsessed with doing top five lists of just like fun things. But then she starts doing a top five of her like all time biggest heartbreaks. Mm -hmm. And um, because she's still getting over like the most recent one, basically. And so it's kind of like her going through and exploring like what went wrong and what patterns in her life. But also kind of the show explores her friends lives, especially as the season goes on. And um, also, like, she'll narrate directly to the camera. Mm-hmm. It's, like, breaking the fourth wall. Um, and, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. And she does a really great job at um, narrating and breaking the fourth wall. Totally. One thing that I was thinking when I watched it was realizing, like, how little she talks in Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's, like, silent in that. And so it was really fun to see her be, like, Talking the whole show. Yeah. And getting to see more, like, of Zoe at all. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought she was really good. Yeah, I thought she did a great job. I also loved her friend, Charisse. Yes. I thought she did an amazing job. She's so good. And she was one of the best parts of Dolomite Is My Name. Her name is um, Divine Joy Randolph. Yeah, loved her. She's going to be a star. Yeah. She was so good. And she w- it was fun seeing her because she was, like, really different character in Dolomite. Yeah. By the end of the season, that was my only thing is, like, okay, I want more Charisse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she should have had, her, like, her own episode. We were kind of talking about it, um, and I really liked where this season ended. Like, if this ended up being just kind of, like, a one-season limited series situation... Like, I wouldn't, I would be sad just because I liked the show and I would like to watch more, but I also liked where it ended. But that would be my main thing for wanting a new season of it would be to just have, like, more Cerise. Cerise, I mean. Completely agree. I feel, I would feel fine about it either way. If it was over or if it continued. Something I thought was funny is that she uses a landline kind of a lot. And (laughs) I I was always, like, confused, like, isn't this modern? And then she would, like, use her iPhone. Yeah, it's like she only used her phone when she was making playlists, kind of. Yeah. And I like how her phone was, like, very, very cracked. And -hmm. she just, like, didn't talk about it. No. It's just like, that's realistic. Yeah. There's also some really fun cameos. Yes. Um, Okay, so the funnest cameo, I would say, let's say the second funnest cameo is that Chloe girl from SNL. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. I just recently <laughs> discovered her. Jordan helped me, and I love her now, so I was excited to see her. She is so good. And then, what episode was it? Six? Six. Episode six, I'm just like, do-do-do, watching, loving it, so happy. They walk into um, Electric Lady Studios, and I was like, ugh. I know so much about this place because Jack Antonoff has written so many bops there. Like, literally just, like, bop after bop recorded at Electric Lady Studios. And I thought the same thing. That, it's like, we're so it's stupid. so funny. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's, that place must be really important because I know that Jack's always recording <laughs> stuff there. <laughs> and then little did we know that two seconds later, Jack would appear. The one and only Jack Antonoff. And he's in it, like... A big chunk of time. Yeah. He, like, has lines. He, like, is talking to Zoe uh, and, like, uh Discussing it's, like, falafel. Amazing. He's in it almost as much as the as um Chloe from SNL. Maybe yeah, a little bit more. more. I think. It was so crazy. Another cameo I loved was Parker Posey. That she was, was probably one of my favorite episodes, actually. Me too. Even though it made me frustrated. True. Because I was, I was agreeing with another person that pops up in probably 50% of the shows we watch, Jake Lacey. Jake Lacey. Who, this is probably my favorite role I've ever seen of him. Agreed. He felt like a real person. Yeah. And I would actually say they all really did. Mm-hmm. But especially him just felt like a real person walking around. And his chemistry with Zoe was, like, incredible. And, like, would you have ever guessed that those two would have good chemistry? Literally never. And I think that's one of the reasons why the show was so good was because they made Zoe Kravitz's character kind of a little, like, I don't want to say bitchy. What's, like, the a better term? Um, She's kind of she's a kind little of standoffish. Stuck up and standoffish. Yeah, well, 
And it's like the point of the, I think like the point of the movie and the show is like, they're like, yeah, we're snobs. We're music snobs. We're Mm -hmm. too cool. Yeah. But like they still showed her interacting with like unsuspecting people Mm -hmm. and having really great relationships with them. And I really liked that. Like, for her, it was like, yeah, she can be, like, a music snob, but she can still have relationships with people who aren't. Totally. And she even acknowledges that even in the very first episode. Yeah. Which, like, it did. It surprised me. Um, That was one thing I really liked about this show is that I felt like a lot of streaming originals... I feel like it takes a long time to feel like they're secure in their own show. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it might be a weird way to describe it, but the show felt very confident to me. Like the characters felt really well rounded, even if you don't really get to know them that well yet. Mm -hmm. Like I've, I felt like the characters all made sense and the jokes all landed. It just felt like a very complete world. Yeah. Really early on. Like it honestly kind of felt like they had second season energy. Yes. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's exactly how I would describe it. Speaking of people who pop up in everything, her mom that, like, she FaceTimes in the bath. Yes. Is that the Breaking Bad lady who literally has been showing up in literally everything? The mom from Special? And the, the, in, in Friends? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, she was not on the IMDb page. She wasn't. But you were you were pretty sure it was her. Too, I right? was positive okay. it was her. But I'm so glad you said that because I thought the exact same thing. I wonder if they've updated it yet. No, I just I literally just checked because I wanted to check before <sighs> I talked about it. But I had to just get it out there. The actress's name is Jessica Haisht, if that is how you pronounce that. Because I was literally looking on her page then to see if it listed high fidelity there. I feel like it must be her if we both are so confident. I think yeah, I agree. But she, I'm like, she's she, been like, in literally everything. She was yeah. in an episode of Little America, which we just watched. Yep. She was in Succession. She was in Special. She was in Breaking Bad, which I just recently watched. I yeah. know that's older, but, like, that's why she's kind of been at, like, the forefront of my mind. Yeah. No, she she's in some of the Friends Thanksgiving episodes, which I, which I just watched a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Like, she just pops up. Yeah. It's insane. One cameo that was cracking me up. So, you know, uh, her ex-girlfriend? Yes. Did you look up what she's from? I don't know if I did. She is, do you remember in The Spy Who Dumped Me, that crazy gymnast assassin? Oh, yes, yes, yes. That is her. Weird. And in that movie, she has, like, no eyebrows. She looks very creepy. Yeah, that's really funny. And this, she's, like, a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) One thing, when you were talking about how um zoe's character rob how she is kind of like the cool girl mm-hmm. in all caps one thing that i noted too was that i really like that she, yes she's very cool she has that snobby aspect to her but she still feels like a ton of feelings and feels very awkward and stresses out about normal things totally. like she was relatable even though she was like too cool for school mm-hmm. she was not your typical quote-unquote cool girl yeah And I was telling Jordan earlier that I think that I was worried about this show feeling that way. I was scared that because of, like, I I don't like having those really high-level music discussions. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really like people that are snobs about music and think that, like, pop music is trash, like, etc. And so I was kind of worried with this show that I wouldn't like it because I would feel like it was very stuck up. And I actually... I felt completely fine about it, and I loved it. 
Um, something else that I saw today was that um, Zoe wore a lot of her own clothes. Really? Yeah. And she it had like be... a big part in like creating the looks. Wow. I shouldn't be that surprised, but no. it's just like it felt so cool and natural, but that makes yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, loved it. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. And I feel like it it might feel like a niche kind of show, mm-hmm. but it's not. I feel like anyone could enjoy it. I agree. Because it just approaches feelings very honestly and in a way that I feel like is accessible. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, they did a great job. And 30-minute episodes. Yes. We saved the best for last. <laughs> now, to all the boys, P.S. I love you. Um, Which is fun because we haven't really talked about it that much with each other. No, we haven't. But I fear that it might just be because there's not that much to say. <laughs> I agree with that. I didn't think it was bad. I don't think it was a bad sequel. Um, I was kind of worried they were going to spend a lot of time over explaining what already happened. Mm-hmm. And they still did do that to some extent, but not as, they kind of dropped you in yeah. right where it left off, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. They have like a, what you missed on like the first movie. Oh, that is true. And I did skip that. Okay. So. And I watched yeah. that and I thought it was helpful because it had been so long, but yeah, you can skip that. I know. I wonder if I... Well, I didn't feel like I had forgotten anything. Not really. Yeah. I think maybe it would have helped me um, start out remembering how adorable I thought Peter was at first. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Was it just me or was he a little less hot in this one? He was a little less hot. I think his hair was a little... Me and my roommate watched this and then the first one started Mm auto-playing right after we finished it. And his hair was a lot... It was like his hair was kind of like pushed back a little bit Mm -hmm. and it looked better in the first one. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. It wasn't until, like, the very end where he, like, kind of has his shit together and, like, was, like, laughing and being cute that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that I was attracted to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, it, it didn't happen until the very end. I think my problems with it were I always have a big problem with TV shows and movies where people do not communicate. But they clearly understand their feelings, but they're not communicating them. Especially because there were a lot of moments when you're like, if you just say this one thing. Yeah, like. Explain one little thing. Yes. But I ha- also had to take into consideration that they're high schoolers. So, like. True. I guess it makes sense that you don't really know how to fully communicate, especially with your high school boyfriend. But yes. I think a lot of it was just, like, self-sabotage. And, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like if you were Laura Jean's therapist, mm-hmm. that's what you would say. Yeah, I would say you're being a self su- self sabotager, and also this relationship is extremely toxic. <laughs> because, it was. Like, they're like they're like, well, you promised that you wouldn't break my heart, and it's like you can't do that. No, you can't like, even do that really as an feel- adult. No, I think that that is like an extremely toxic behavior that we mm-hmm. need to stop portraying in movies. And TV shows. Yeah. You know what they need to watch? They need to watch that documentary on HBO, the to I Love die. You Now Die. Yeah. True. I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, one of my notes is, OMG, these boys are the worst. I'm not impressed. Yeah. And both of them for different reasons. And I thought they, like, they were both cute. They both still had redeeming qualities. But overall, I was not really team Peter or team John Ambrose. Yeah. Which... 
John Ambrose, if you haven't watched the movie, is one of the other boys that got a letter in the first movie. Yeah, he is like a crush from her way far away past. Yeah. And then they like end up bumping, like circumstances put, like align them again. Yes. There were some things I really liked in this movie. Again, it has a great soundtrack like the first one. Mm -hmm. Probably my favorite scene was a scene when she's in like a very dark place and it's kind of this montage of her like going through her day. And yeah, I like that too. The, that part was very cool. It was like a. I feel like it's a pretty cool looking movie, which is something I liked about the first yeah. one. Yeah, I think it's fun and youthful while also being like pretty and cool. Yeah, Holland Taylor is in it, and I think she looks incredible. She does. I all of her clothes were amazing. Yeah, like she looked amazing, and like the set of her. I was a little bit confused as to if she worked there or lived there. It's like an old person's home, right? Yes. But, like, also it's a mansion. It was confusing. There were a lot of just, like, little things that felt, like, just, like, small explanations. I felt like, I still don't think the movie was bad by any means, but it was just a little clearly clunky. Yeah. And, like, no real, like, explanation between scenes. And, like, suddenly it's a huge dance at the end. Yeah. You know, like, there's just little things that I feel like the first one is so good because, like, even, like, I rewatched, like, the first probably 15 minutes of the first one again, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like, I just feel like I got to know these characters immediately, and, like, there was more time for them to, like, be conversational instead of just, like, kind of saying, like, what's happening, mm-hmm. like, plot points, mm-hmm. but, like, when is the a sequel outshines the first one like that's just not gonna happen so that kind of was my expectation anyway but um i still i would probably give this one like a b minus yeah i would say the same thing i still had fun not horrible yeah i feel like if you loved the first one you should definitely still watch the next this next one yeah and they're making a third one oh they are yeah because there's like a it's a trilogy of books oh great so i don't even know what to expect (laughs) with that one but um I still like all these people. They're all cuties. You know what I just thought of, though? Remember you were saying you felt like um, Peter looked better in the first one? Yes. Didn't they kind of film them together? Yeah, I think they did. Interesting. Which is interesting, too, because one thing that we noted while we were watching it is how much older the little sister looked this time around. So maybe they... But there's also reshoots and stuff. Like, I wonder, you know how, didn't, what's his name? Noah Centineo. Like, didn't he have to, like, dye his hair for a role or something weird? So I wonder if part of why his hair looked weird was that part of it was, like, a wig. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know either. He just wasn't as cute. But maybe it's because in the time since the movie, I feel like we've gotten to know him better and he's, like, kind of a dum-dum. Yeah. So maybe it was just, like, my opinion of him has changed. Yeah. He's not as new and fresh. Yeah. Because he was new and fresh yes, to death was. in the first one. But literally, in my notes, I at the very end, I say, ugh, how does Noah do it? Because then I <laughs> fell back in love with him at the very end. I did forget. You really, really were uh, I was smitten. into Peter. Especially in that first one when we were like, we were like, who is this guy? So, those are our feelings. <laughs> um, we feel okay. Yeah, we feel fine. Not a waste of time. No. Um, do I even have to ask who your crush of the week is? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how often do we get to pick Jack as a crush? 
Not very often. I guess we did. Did we did. choose him in Miss Americana? I did. And you picked our the other John oh. Reynolds. So basically in the last three oh, episodes repetitive. we've had It's like a a tale, of, a tale of two Johns. Yeah. But what else are we supposed to do? We were blindsided. We follow Jack Antonoff and practically his whole family on every social media <laughs> that we possibly can. And no one said a thing there about was it. Not one word. So it was fun to be surprised for once because yeah. usually we go in knowing too much. Yeah. And what a shock. It was so funny because I got this text from Taylor that was like, have you gotten to episode six yet? And she was like, don't look it up. Don't look up anything. And then I was just like anxiously awaiting <laughs> Jordan to text me. And then finally, yeah, late at night one night, she texted me and she texted me the letter O and I knew immediately. What happened. <laughs> I was like, finally! So it was a great moment for us. I just like, and I was, obviously I was trying to like, I was like, what, who could it possibly be is in this episode? Mm-hmm. Never even considered that it would be Jack. Yeah. So. um, Well, my crush, I'm going to go with Jake Lacey. I thought he did a great job. He looked really cute. A worthy, worthy and choice. And was just like a good dude that he- I think we need more of. Yep. Yeah. And- he was like the most dateable character of all time. Yeah. Especially because it's like, I always feel sad. Well, this one, I feel like this show wasn't as predictable how it's like, there's the nice guy that the person should be like clamoring to Mm -hmm. date them. But of course, there's something holding them back, holding them back. But in this show, I feel like they did a really good job of making it realistic. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was great. I guess, I don't even remember at this point why he bug, bug, bugged me for so long. He's played a lot of like idiotic and like dumb people like, I feel like typical really, bro guys yeah like the first time we've really gotten to see him shine as like a likable person right because he also wasn't just playing like boring nice guy either no. he was playing like a very well-rounded fun character yeah he's from colorado which i thought was fun no one's ever from colorado in <laughs> shows <laughs> and i really think it's like funny that we were talking about girls earlier because that he's is your rock he's your colorado <laughs> wow Bieber just knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we feel fine about To All the Boys sequel. Mm-hmm. We loved High Fidelity. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I'm surprised I even loved it that much. I was like, this seems too good to be true. Yeah. But it wow. wasn't. It was surprisingly great. Agree. In ways I didn't expect. Well, catch you on a deserted island. Bye. <laughs> Bye.